Hey, this is James from Pastoria, and this is a seven-minute consultation. All right, today we're talking about this uh, whole thing about generality and specificity, or as I'd like to call it, kind of more generous, genericness and uh, narrowness. I don't know. In any case, uh, what I'm trying to say is that the typical church uh, and the typical pastor at that, the ministry leader, oftentimes does not understand or does not yet have an awareness of how their church is in some ways way too generic and in other ways way too specific. Uh, Both of these things in the wrong way to the point where it doesn't fit into the life of a typical person here in the United States of America. Here's what I mean by that. Uh, If you've been a subscriber uh, to Pastoria's uh, Monday morning email, uh, what I wrote about just this past Monday was that recently the uh, meditation app known as Headspace, a big competitor to the Calm app, uh, recently announced that it plans to merge with an on-demand mental health services company known as Ginger. Why would a meditation app company want to merge with a mental health company? Well, it's because uh, a mental health services company would likely be one in which, well, if you needed like a therapist or something like that, like a psychologist, and uh, you, you needed to find one and, and meet with one, then that's the way that you would do it. You wouldn't do it through kind of a meditation app. I mean, I'm talking about the obvious things here, but the reason for that is because the whole kind of contemplative or meditation or mindfulness, this kind of thing is supposed to get at the kind of conditions that you might have that are not necessarily ones that require some kind of medical or psychological diagnosis. And what that is speaking to is kind of levels, uh, levels of specific conditions. Like there are certain things that you might be going through, like depression or something like that. That's not necessarily a clinical depression or it might not be even like a, a severe clinical depression or something like that. You just might be depressed as a feeling, having some kind of feeling and you need to do something about that feeling or you might be feeling overwhelmed or you might be having excuse me a sense of not having enough clarity in life or something like that you see for these things you don't necessarily need to meet with a psychologist someone with like a phd in psychology you don't need to meet with a psychiatrist someone with an md who's able to prescribe medication uh what you might just need is an app and just go through the 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 um, exercises and the activities that the app would lead you through and it would be able to do something about your condition or that feeling. The thing is that if you think about it uh, and if you think about it in a pyramid and you said that, you know, kind of these severe kind of diagnosable things are at the top of the pyramid and the rest of the stuff is like what a bunch of people feel all the time, you got to ask yourself as a ministry leader, Well, if you have something called a local church today, a congregation, and you have the kind of activities and the kind of requirements and all these kinds of things that you have in a typical congregation that you want people to be a part of, well, 
are you on the top of that pyramid or are you near the bottom of that pyramid or are you in the middle of that pyramid, in the center of that pyramid? In terms of like, let's say, spirituality or religiosity or something like that. Have you ever thought of that? Because the typical pastor, the typical church really has never ever thought of that. Really, the 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 specificity in the wrong place is that if you require someone to come out every Sunday, you require them to give 10% of their income, which by the way is like there are very few, I think, comparisons or or, or things that are similar at that cost for a particular person. If you require or you want them to serve in some kind of committee with other people and give volunteer hours to make things happen and so on and so forth, like these kinds of things. On top of that, you want them to meet in a small group and, and, and you want them to do homework and blah, 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 blah. You know, like let's say if you're single or you're really into this kind of church thing and you had some kind of a need, then yeah, you could quote unquote afford it and find a way for it to fit into your everyday life. That's how people afford it. That's how people afford a free thing that costs like all these other things. And in that way, it's very, very specific. It's so specific that probably for the majority of people in the United States of America, it doesn't make sense. It's not affordable. Ironically, it's specific way too specific in the wrong way because on the other end is how generic it is how generic church is uh the typical person in, in the united states of america will look at church and have a whole bunch of presumptions and conceptions about it probably from popular culture or from family background or their own background or friends or so on or politics right because it's like a really big deal right now but beyond that beyond that the typical person has no idea what happens inside that building past all those stained glass and uh, has very little idea like who it is for. Who the heck is this for? And the thing about that is that the church never really says because it's never really specific about that. Like, who is this for? And I say all that, like, who is it for and what would happen to a person or for a person, were they to participate in this kind of thing? Because I'm for real about uh, making the comparison between that kind of generality or ge being way too generic. Uh, you just compare that to the kind of specificity that might come with, like, let's say, okay, you want to get diagnosed? Well, who are you going to meet with? Well, what school do they go to? Uh, what kind of therapy do they uh, practice? What is their philosophy as to how the mind is structured and so on and so forth? Uh, and then, you know, what is the process of being diagnosed? And then what would be the process of the actual, pres like the prescribed course of treatment and therapy? Like what is the idea behind that? And what can I expect for, uh, for, for things to change in my life once I go through it? And, and, and like a therapist, probably a good one, is likely going to outline these things in some way at least. I mean, doctors do, right? Give you this big brochure or, or a stack of papers. I don't know, depending on where, you know, what kind of doctor you, you meet and so on and so forth. But uh, all this information as to what could happen, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's what the pharmaceutical companies need to give you. Like, well, these are the things that could happen. These are the side effects that you could get. 
But perhaps most importantly, as a doctor, this is the why I want to treat you with this. This is what you can expect to happen with you in your life once you go through this course of treatment. There is this kind of specificity to it that oftentimes in ministry or in the typical local church or typical congregation, there really is not. To the detriment of the church and to that of all these people who may have benefited from it, may have had some interest in it, were they to have known about it in the first place. This is not a, a consultation about communications, by the way, but it's very, very related. It's very integrated to that. This is a consultation about uh, how generic things are and at the same time how specific things are. And uh, for that matter, these things in the wrong place for the typical local church. And what maybe uh, what things need to get done in order for things to be a little bit more tightened up is for there to be some awareness about what the lives, the typical everyday life of the people who are, let's say, you know, one degree of separation from the church or just the kind of person that you want to have a part to become a part of your ministry uh, what's their life like? Do you fit in? Yes or no? And uh, what kinds of things, uh, what kind of adjustments, or what kind of new kinds of ministries would you have to make in order for this to fit into the life of, of that, that kind of a person? Uh, there are all different kinds of apps everywhere now merging, and companies merging, so that they can expand the kinds of services that they have. Uh, to offer because they understand what people are going through in 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 the world of today, and uh, my consultation with you is about uh, the fact that you probably need to do some work there, and so I hope that you're going to be able to become a little bit more aware of both uh, what it's like to be you and what it is that people have an understanding about both of you and your ministry. As well as what are they, what they're hoping for, and what they're going through in terms of their condition, uh, how you are able to connect those things. I hope that many, many great connections may happen. If you have some questions about that, or wish to talk about that with me, you know how to contact me uh, at pastoria.co. All right. Well, that was, or this brings us to the end of this seven-minute consultation. Thanks so much. I'm James from Pastoria. Learn more about us at pastoria.co. Sign up for our weekly email. This was an extension of that at pastoria.co. Just scroll down to the bottom and just click that button. We're always in development. We're keeping on developing based on the feedback that we get. So you could always contact me, james at pastoria.co. All right? We'll see you at the next consultation.